This is the Nordic Asia podcast. Welcome to the Nordic Asia podcast, co-hosted by the Nordic Institute of Asian Studies in Copenhagen and the Center for East Asian Studies at the University of Turku. I'm Andreas Boy Forsby, postdoc researcher at the Nordic Institute of Asian Studies, NIAS, where I primarily focus on Chinese foreign and security policy. I'm joined today by Henrik Stolhaar-Nahim from the Norwegian Institute of International Affairs, NUPI. Henrik is a senior research fellow at NUPI, where he, just like me, has specialized in Chinese foreign and security policy. Apart from that, he's also focusing on nuclear proliferation and arms control. So weeks ago, we recorded an episode on Denmark-China relations in this podcast series, and today we'll talk about Norway-China relations. As some of our listeners may well know, Bilateral relations between Norway and China were normalized in late 2016 after a six-year period of political boycott, boycott by Beijing in response to the awarding in 2010 of the Nobel Peace Prize to Chinese dissident Liu Xiaobo by the Norwegian Nobel Committee. So Henrik, thanks for joining me today. Let me start by asking you how you would describe relations between Norway and the People's Republic of China right now. Have there been any setbacks in bilateral relations since normalization? And has bilateral trade and investments gained new momentum after the normalization? Well, actually, uh, Andreas, I think uh, the relationship between Norway and China could best be described as quite normal these days. Uh, That means they are um, relatively friendly. Uh, and in a sense, normal is uh, quite remarkable these days for uh, for two reasons. Uh, one thing is, as you mentioned, that Norway had a very, very strained relationship with China for several years after the uh, award of the Nobel Peace Prize to uh, the Chinese dissident Liu Xiaobo. Uh, there was no contact uh, between Norway and China at the political level for, for six years. Uh, we were, were in the freezer. Uh, as uh, you put it, for longer than than anyone. Um, And in addition, the second reason why I think it's remarkable that our uh, relationship is quite normal is that uh, quite a few countries in uh, Europe uh, have actually seen uh, quite a few hiccups and strains in the relationship um, with China in in recent years. We uh, need to look no further than, than Sweden, um, but um, also uh, because of the rise of the so-called wolf warrior style of uh, diplomacy in China, there's been hiccups in, in China's relations with several other countries, also now during the whole COVID-19 situation. Uh, take France, for instance, where there were some statements made by the Chinese embassy that uh, angered the French quite a lot about their handling of the, of the COVID-19 uh, situation. Uh, but by contrast, I think um, the Chinese embassy in Norway has been um, remarkably quiet and, and um, restrained uh, in recent years. So, so things are uh, very much back on track uh, after the long freeze uh, for six years uh, from 2010 to 2016. Okay, but I do have a follow-up question on this uh, normalization process. I mean, as, as part of the settlement of compromise, the two parts published a somewhat controversial joint statement in 2016, in which, if I remember correctly, the Norwegian side pledges to respect China's core interests. So has the Chinese side exploited this joint statement to pressure Norway in any way over the past uh, three or four years, uh, 
Or do you think the statement has rather served as an instrument of self-censorship in Norway? I mean, we do have a very controversial case of such self-censorship in Denmark. Or maybe neither of these two options fits the development in Norway-China relations since 2016, in your view? Well, there was some concern initially that the Chinese would sort of use that statement uh, against us. Um, as you said, you know, the Norwegian government uh, promised to um, to attach high importance to uh, Chinese core interests. Um, uh, there was also a restatement of the One China principle and 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 uh, things like that. Um, but to my knowledge, uh, there hasn't been any public instances, at least, where the Chinese have referred explicitly to that statement and said, look, uh, Norway, you're violating the, the statement now. Whether it has led to self-censorship is uh, a more difficult uh, question, because um, I think there was already a bit of self-censorship in Norway uh, and the way we talked about China prior to that statement because of the fallout um, in the relationship uh, between 2010 and 2016. Um, whether the statement um, bolstered that caution, which was already there, uh, is difficult, um, difficult to say. Um, I will note that uh, now, though, but that um, the Norwegian foreign minister recently made a major speak, a speech about um, China policy uh, earlier this year, where she um, raised some of the difficult issues uh, in um, in Norway's relationship with China, including the situation in Xinjiang, uh, where China has detained uh, hundreds and thousands of, of, of Uyghurs. So um, there is a willingness um, in Norway, if somewhat more cautious, if still somewhat cautiously, to, to raise difficult uh, questions um, in our relationship with China. So another controversial issue, of course, is Hong Kong, uh, where we see the crisis uh, erupting once again these days. But I'm just wondering whether the Norwegian government has made any public statements over the past year uh, with respect to the Hong Kong crisis? Yes, there was a statement by the foreign minister there also uh, quite recently, um, where she expressed concern about the developments in Hong Kong and uh, noted that it, it's important that the rights of the people and the independent judiciary in Hong Kong is respected according to the one country, two systems principle. Uh, so there has been a, uh, a statement uh, by Norway, even though the Norwegian government has been relatively, uh, you know, uh, restrained uh, in regards to in regards to Hong Kong. Mm, the same is very much true in Denmark, I can tell you. Okay, let's talk about ongoing cooperation between the two sides. So even if Norway and China has not signed any formal partnership agreement, like Denmark and China with their comprehensive strategic partnership agreement, I do suspect that the two sides cooperate in several ways beyond the economic realm. Can you give us some examples of such cooperation? And what about the negotiations on a free trade agreement that were halted back in 2010 when the freeze took hold on bilateral relations? Well, sure, there is uh, cooperation in, in numerous um, areas in education. Um, Norwegian businesses are uh, quite active in, in, in China and Chinese businesses um, uh, here. Um, and I think after the normalization, uh, there was a major uptick in 
you know, Chinese delegations coming to Norway to establish new forms of cooperation, whether it was, you know, business delegations or, or delegations from, you know, Chinese cities or, or, or whatnot. Um, so um, cooperation has increased in many ways uh, post-normalization. Um, the uh, free trade agreement uh, is still need being negotiated. Um, as you noted, it was cancelled uh, or postponed um, after the peace price. And Norway was uh, reportedly quite close, and Norway and China, to, to reaching an agreement uh, prior to that. Um, but um, now they are back on track. Um, still no agreement, but, um, you know, reportedly... Uh, they are closing in on one, but it's it's complicated negotiations um, that take a lot of time. Um, so um, nothing yet. And I, I suspect that things have been put off a bit because of the Corona situation, which makes it difficult to meet, obviously. Of course, yes. So um, there has been recently a lot of controversy in the other Nordic countries concerning Chinese investments there. In Denmark, we have seen the Danish government preemptively blocked Chinese investments in Greenland and also warned publicly about the risks associated with Chinese investments in critical digital infrastructure. The Danish government is also currently working on an investment screening mechanism that is at least implicitly targeted potential Chinese investments. So how does Norway perceive growing Chinese investments there as opportunities or risks? And and what about Huawei and 5G more specifically? How is the Norwegian government handling? this issue? Well, I would say generally, uh, Chinese investments are perceived as, as both, you know, um, as opportunities, but there is a growing debate about the potential risks uh, of, of Chinese investments uh, as well. And I think that mirrors debates that we've seen in uh, the Nordic countries and in Europe more, more generally. There's also been an uptick in Chinese investments uh, in, in Norway in, uh, in recent years. Um, so um, we are having a, a debate about it uh, too. Um, at the government level, um, there is also uh, attempts of um, uh, setting up a, a potential screening uh, mechanism. Uh, the new Norwegian security law um, basically um, allows us to, to, to increase the scrutiny uh, of, of uh, foreign investments. Um, that's not only directed towards China, of course, but I think, I mean, it's fair to say that uh, Chinese investments is part of that uh, picture. Um, Nupi actually did a survey of attitudes uh, towards uh, foreign investments uh, in Norway and in the Nordic countries more broadly, how the broader population perceives um, investments from different countries and in different uh, sectors. And uh, what we found uh, was that um, there is a marked difference also in the population in how um, investments from EU countries are perceived as opposed to uh, investments from Russia or China. Um, investments from Russia and China are viewed with greater suspicion, uh, basically. But at the same time, there is um, quite a difference in terms of how they are perceived in different sectors. Um, people are much more skeptical about investments in general, uh, and particularly from China and Russia in uh, natural resources, whereas in other businesses, such as 
retail, um, it is uh, much uh, less controversial. And do you also talked about an uptick in China's investments in Norway recently. Do you have any numbers to sort of uh, specify a bit? Well, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but there's been a few um, okay. big ticket ones that have um, mm-hmm. that have uh, been quite substantial. Um, one of them, which was, I think, largely uncontroversial, was uh, a Chinese purchase uh, of a major Norwegian furniture uh, company. Um, and recently also, um, the Chinese state indirectly, or the, the, the Bank of China, uh, actually uh is included on the uh ownership side of of norwegian the the airline company which is in a lot of trouble these days uh because of the covid 19 um situation um so uh, i don't have the numbers in my head but i think and in the tendency over time has been similar to to uh other uh, other nordic countries or other european countries you know a a pretty uh, significant increase from say uh 10 10 years ago yeah 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 okay let's turn to the burgeoning u.s china great power rivalry and how it has affected norway china relations if it has um norway of course being a nato member and having close ties more broadly to washington but denmark as i alluded to before uh we've seen several instances of direct and also very vocal public pressure from the trump administration targeting china's interests or potential investments in uh, Denmark. Um, so I'm curious about to what extent has Washington put any public pressure on the Norwegian government to accommodate US interests with respect to Huawei, the Belt and Road Initiative, the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, or perhaps other, uh, other issues? Well, I think the situation has been similar in many ways. I think the uh, U.S. government is putting uh, increasing pressure on a lot of its U- European partners and allies to uh, be more cautious about China in 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 a number of areas. Um, uh, one issue that springs to mind in Norway is um, on issues um, relating to the uh, to the Arctic. Um, where uh, the U.S. is uh, warning quite publicly uh, about Chinese intentions and trying uh, to make Norway and I think other uh, Arctic nations also uh, take a tougher stance uh, against uh, China. And to be quite frank, sometimes the American rhetoric has been been uh, quite extreme uh, almost. Um, I mean, uh, State Secretary Mike Pompeo said uh, last year, I think, that... Uh, the Arctic could turn into a new South China Sea, which is a gross exaggeration. Um, and U.S. Marine Minister Kenneth Braithwaite said um, just a week ago or so that uh, the Chinese and Russians are everywhere, and especially the Chinese. You would be alarmed at the amount of Chinese activity off the coast of Norway in the high north. Uh, and we need to be vigilant about that. Uh, we need to understand why. Uh, but the the curious thing is, like in terms of military activity, which he seems to be referring to, there really isn't uh, any. Um, you know, there isn't uh, any any major Chinese activity offshore from from Norway. Um, so uh, some of the uh, U.S. you know warnings and 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 pushes to to have us uh, shift our China policy. Uh, seem to be uh, exaggerated and um, 
still makes you know makes it difficult for Norway um, as we have you know a close traditional relationship with the United States and have to navigate between the United States um, and China um, in a situation where their relationship is deteriorating uh, by the day more or less. Yeah, so I'm also curious about how has the Norwegian government or maybe major uh, opposition parties, how have they reacted to these US statements or pressure? Uh, have they distanced themselves to some of these statements or it just sort of kept uh, a low profile? Well, mostly pro low profile, I would say. Um, yeah. They uh, are reluctant to very publicly distance themselves uh, from uh, from um, US perspectives. But uh, sort of implicitly, there's been some uh, criticism of um, of some of these uh, these US statements. For instance, uh, the notion that China makes up a enormous threat in in the Arctic. You know. Um, uh, Norwegian officials have uh, struck a much more uh, sort of cautious line, which indirectly rebuts some of the claims uh, made by, by the United States. But it's difficult because, again, uh, the United States is a, is a close ally of the United States, uh, of, the, of Norway, rather. Um, and, um, you know, um, we, uh, we have to... Um, have to strike a balance between between the United States and China. Okay, so let's move on from the United States to Europe, more specifically the EU, and focus a bit on what role the EU plays, if any, in Norway-China relations. Of course, Norway is not an EU member state, which should give Oslo more leeway to set its own course in its bilateral relations with Beijing. At the same time, however, Norway doesn't have Brussels to take its back, as we saw during the crisis in 2010 to 16. So uh, how will you describe the EU factor in uh, Norway-China relations today? Well, as you noted, you know, we, since we're not part of the union, um, it's a bit diffi more difficult to have the EU sort of play a, a major role directly in our China policy. But um, what is uh, very important is that Norway is increasingly looking to Europe uh, not necessarily only the EU, but to Europe more broadly um, when we formulate our China policy. And again, I think the basic reason for this is the realization that uh, it's very hard uh, to navigate between China and the United States and the, the strong rivalry we're seeing between uh, these two uh, great uh, powers. So what Norway is doing is trying to cooperate more with like-minded European countries about its China policy. Um, countries such as Germany are natural partners, as well as the uh, Nordics. Uh, and I think the perception of China in Norway uh, is similar to that of many European countries. And that is why um, it's important to, to cooperate. There is an increasing realization here that China presents uh, challenges and that our China policy was perhaps too optimistic uh, in the past. But at the same time, there is a strong skepticism about the direction of US-China policy, which is becoming very confrontational. Uh, we still need to cooperate with China in many areas, just take climate change, uh, for instance. So um, even though our officials have not used the same words, I think many in Norway would also agree with uh, 
EU formulation about China from from the strategic outlook, uh, which was published um, last year, I think. Um, that China is a partner in some areas, uh, a competitor in others, uh, and, and a rival uh, in in some uh, areas. So, uh, you know, um, cooperating with Europe um, is becoming increasingly important for us as a small uh, country that has to deal with uh, with two giants. Yeah. So um, I also want to follow up on what you just said about this um, growing growing realization in Norway about China posing a challenge in many ways. Um, so if we could talk a bit about domestic Norwegian politics in relation to China, I, I wonder if if there are any noticeable differences along partisan lines in Norway with respect to how China is perceived and, and how uh, Norway should approach Beijing. And I also wonder about the, the Norwegian media. Um, how is China currently perceived in, in Norwegian media? Are they all generally critical of China, as is pretty much the case in Denmark today, or is the overall picture uh, more complex uh, in your view? Well, I think if you compare it to both Sweden and Denmark, actually, um, Norwegian politicians, parliamentarians, have been more reluctant, I would say, to criticize China publicly. And it's not easy to spot a clear partisan line when it comes to uh, to China policy. Uh, traditionally, our conservative party has perhaps been uh, more willing to criticize China, particularly over issues um, related to human rights. Uh, but the thing is, like uh, our uh, current government is made up um, by, by well, the conservative party is, is the dominant party there. Uh, they were also responsible for the normalization uh, and they are uh, business friendly and the business uh, lobby in Norway, to put it that way, um, doesn't uh, necessarily want a more confrontational approach uh, to China. So, so also the conservative party has been quite restrained um, in its um, uh, debates, uh, its statements um, about uh, about uh, China. Uh, the situation in the media is is quite different. I think um, you see increasing uh, criticism of of China among. Uh, well, uh, media commentators and, and, and other public figures. Um, there are uh, several voices in China, now, sorry, in Norway rather, that are, um, that are very, uh, very critical uh, about China and increasingly so um, over issues such as human rights, um, the general direction of, of the political system, which has become more authoritarian in recent years, um, obviously. So, so the broader debate has definitely turned more China critical uh, during the last couple of years. Are there even any uh, Norwegian media that are sort of sympathetic to China in any remote sense? <laughs> well, I mean, there are uh, some that... Um, you know, attaches importance to have a uh, a, a balanced China debate, um, mm -hmm. but clear China sympathizers, uh, I think, are well few and far between. <laughs> okay, let's finally turn to uh, one of the hottest topics right now on the international agenda: the COVID COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, so I'm 
wondering whether the Norwegian government has positioned itself uh, with respect to China's role or responsibility in the corona crisis, um, or if it has rather preferred to uh, keep a low profile in that uh, policy area. Well, um, there was no uh, clear Norwegian support of, you know, uh, Australian demands to have a uh, inquiry into the uh, origins, uh, at least not in its um, original form. Uh, Norway has been uh, much more, you know, uh, restrained on on that issue, and uh, you would know, of course, uh, not find any Norwegian officials talking about the China virus or the Wuhan virus phrases that uh, American uh, policymakers uh, uh, used. But um, Norway did support, like a lot, uh, lot of other countries, uh, the uh, WHO um, initiative to have an inquiry into the origins of uh, COVID-19. I mean, of course, that uh, notion was eventually also supported by China, so it wasn't particularly controversial to, to support it. Um, uh, in the end, uh, but but uh, in terms of rhetoric, um, I haven't seen a lot of, uh, of statements by by Norwegians about uh, about this. Uh, they've been reluctant to take part in the sort of blame game over uh, over COVID nineteen that uh, particularly uh, American officials have been been very keen to 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 sort of start. Right, I think we'll end today's pop podcast on uh, that note and uh, you have been listening to the Nordic Asia podcast with me Andreas Boyforsby and Henrik Stolharne Heem from the Norwegian Institute of International Affairs Henrik thank you so much for taking the time to talk about Norway relations uh, Norway China relations today with uh, me thanks for having me you have been listening to the Nordic Asia podcast <laughs>